no one wants to talk about dental work. Consider this your fair warning. We talk fast, we move fast, we swear fast. So if you're listening at 2XPD, you may miss some content, but you also miss the F-bombs. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Holland. You're listening to Ask Your Workwife, where every week we answer your questions about how to get more out of corporate America. Hey, Workwife. This is Leah from Cincinnati. I got a call for an in-person interview at 11 a.m. on Friday, but obviously that's in the middle of my current workday. What is the proper etiquette in this situation? In the past, I've been able to leave during lunch break and do a quick interview when looking to switch. But in this particular case, the interview spot is over an hour drive from my current workplace. This call is also the first call I received from this particular job after a referral from another colleague who put my resume in front of them. No screening call or anything to talk about schedules and details. Just a voicemail with, can you interview at 11 a.m. at this place on Friday? What would you do? Solid question. I would book a dentist appointment. That's it. That's the episode. Can we just end right there? Roll credits. <laughs> you make it sound like it's so easy. Like there's no weirdness about this. Like the fact that you're not actually going to a dentist appointment causes no trepidation on the part of Leah or yeah. me. I'm trepidatious now. I'm worried. No, like it. we will get into this. But what I want you to take away from this, Leah, is two things. One, no matter what you thought as a kid, the dentist is your friend. And two, moral relativism. Get your nerd glasses. Let's go. We have some big news. Yeah, we do. We've been coaching for a while um, to great success. I think we're responsible for, we might be a pushing a million dollars. We might be responsible for a million dollars in people's accounts right now. What we're telling you is <laughs> we are opening our client list to the public, uh, which has never been done before. And the first and only place you're going to hear about that is subscribing to our email list. To sign up for our email list, visit our website, askyourworkwife.com. We will not spam you, but we want to make sure that if you really need customized, personalized, tailored coaching and how to get more out of corporate America, we want you to hear about it first. So sign up. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Let's make it two million, ladies. Hey. So, Vanessa, you used some big words before the break. <laughs> No, they're not very big words. Moral, two syllables, relative. Okay, fine. They're big words. <laughs> um, you said nerd glasses. So even if they're not big, they're still nerdy. Tell, tell Leah and me. <laughs> what you doing there, Holland? Just wondering what moral relativism is. <laughs> so there's two kinds of thought on morality in the world. The first one is that there's absolute morality. There is, you'll hear this is like, oh, this person's so black and white. It's a yes or it's a no. It's a right or it's a wrong. Then, then there's the people who are like, okay, the situation will dictate how I behave. Like I know what my core values are, but there may be different things to weigh. There may be different priorities. There may be different responsibilities that I have. So to give an example of this, murder. Yeah, sure. We can say it is wrong. Yeah, taking another life is wrong. Right, taking right. But what if that other life was taken in the service of the protection of a country? Yes. What if the, that the protection life was of taken, your child, right? Exactly. Like bringing it closer to home, yeah. the protection of your child, 
something like this. So in which case, aha, we are now being morally relative. Yeah. So it turns out the justice system is not actually as black and white and blindfolded as everybody like us to believe. It's full of moral relativism. It's all saying, okay, the circumstances should be taken into consideration. Yep. We understand that you took a life and that's serious, but how serious? And now we're talking about a gradated scale. Is it, is it manslaughter? Is it murder one? Is it murder with intent? Like Mm. what, like, is it premeditated? Like these are all different variations based on the fact that the context of the taking of the life matters. Right. So Leah, wow. For you. you, (laughs) Back to the dentist, back to the front side of the pool. If, If the question that you are bringing to us, if any part of it is, am I a bad person or is it wrong to say I'm going to the dentist when I'm in fact going to an inter job interview? The answer is you're fucking allowed to do that. Right. Because like you need to be making decisions and this is where the relativism comes in in what's best for you. Right. What's best for you is probably to go take that interview. I think so. Yeah. And like your manager will likely never know that you told a little white lie. And even if she did. Doesn't matter. She'd probably say, you know what? I agree. That job's better for you. Also, everyone's done this. Yeah. Everyone's done this. This is how it goes. So Leah, if you have any concerns about whether or not it's wrong, bad, morally unacceptable, the answer is you're totally fine. This is well within your rights. Go off queen. Let's talk about the dentist because here's my thing. If you're going to not be 100% truthful, you need to limit the amount of inquiry you're going to get because like when you start lying, it's really easy to fuck it up. <laughs> okay. So so the goal is to try to tell as few lies as possible. Exactly. You're going to tell one, maybe two, right? And they're going to be <laughs> tiny and they're going to be great. So this, this is where the dentist comes into play. Not the bulk of this episode telling you how to lie. That's <laughs> uh, fine. <laughs> we're doing great. That's the moral relativism. <laughs> it's like this gray moral center. That's me. That's, that's Vanessa. So why the dentist? First and foremost, a dentist appointment is not a doctor's appointment. As soon as you say I have a doctor's appointment, it doesn't matter whether it's like to check on your right pinky toe or like take out your pancreas. Yeah. Or, or to commit you to an institution. Like a doctor is a lot of things. You could be people go- start getting worried when you say it's the doctor. Yeah. Cause it could be in this post COVID world. It could be, Oh no, are you going to be out for two weeks? It could be, do I need to be out for two weeks? Have you transmitted something to me? It could be, Oh, you're getting a surgery. Everyone has had a surgery and they want to fucking talk about it. It's disgusting. I have. (laughs) It's disgusting. Also, it it could be, it could be something very normal. I have a coworker who's pregnant right now. Every time she goes to a doctor appointment though, we're in an office full of dads and they want to know. They're like, well, how far along are you? What's going on? They've all done this kid thing before. The only other coworker I have that doesn't have kids, he and I are always like, I don't want to hear about the dilation of your vaginal canal. Thank you. Like I super it's don't. It's a cervix, first of I all. I don't, that's the thing. It's like, I don't care. I don't know enough to care and I don't want to hear about it, right? So like, but everyone who's been through that experience wants to talk about, oh, I didn't have my pancreas out, but I had my spleen out. They're not the same. But yet you're going to hear about this person's spleen surgery for the rest of your fucking life. What's a spleen? <laughs> right? So like, so, like uh, the, so what you're telling us is that if you say you're going to the doctor, more it questions. brings up more questions. Too many more questions. Lies. Too many <laughs> <laughs> more so, so we're just trying to minimize the amount yes, of lying yes, that you're yes. doing. So, um, but no one wants to talk about dental work. No, not a single person I have ever talked to in my life 
has ever wanted to speak about dental work. No one wants to talk about a root canal. No one wants to talk about a cavity. No one wants to talk about chipped teeth. No one wants to talk, like, exactly. It's disgusting and no one likes it. It's like, well, there's the, there's like, it's like nails on a chalkboard, right? The yes, dentist yes. has that thing. Right? It's like saying the word moist. You're like, mm, mm, uh, uh, I don't want to do it. So the dentist just minimizes, minimizes questions. Second, <laughs> dentist appointments are open-ended. You could be going for your biannual cleaning, which takes like half an hour. That's fine. But you could also be going in for a full root canal. You're not going to know that until you're in the chair. Right, right, right. I've, my mom has had this. I, I know apparently way too much about my mom's <laughs> dental, reach the dental history. Your mom likes to talk, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> or am I asking questions? Yeah, I was like, you should stop asking questions about <laughs> dental work. <laughs> the other thing I learned. But she like literally went in for cleaning and literally had a same day surgery for some shit that was going yeah, on. Yeah, so. exactly. And so like. Can happen. And there's always some kind of numbing agent going on. And so you're going to need to be out for a couple hours. At least. Exactly. You or someone else to drive you home yes. yeah exactly like it's a vibe so dentist appointment can be half an hour and it could be four hours right you're not gonna know until you get there so it's this like open-ended vi- little variable moment which is fantastic for you great you've minimized the lies you've also accounted for some very variability in your i'm out for an hour i'm out for two hours I'm out for three hours because right now you don't know what interview you're walking into you could be walking into a three-hour panel interview oh my god right i did and that happened once at a job i thought they were gonna bring me in for a half hour recruiter interview no it was a four-hour panel interview with a test. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Some heads up would be nice. It's fine. <laughs> Spoiler, I got the job. <laughs> All right. She's good in a crisis. <laughs> so those are the reasons that the dentist is the excuse we're using. Yes, the dentist got is it. the excuse. Okay. Just for those of us who get a little more nervous about these types of things, <laughs> Vanessa, you walk, us, script, walk us through how this would go. I need a play-by-play. I need A through Z. I need bulleted numbered lists, please. Okay. And thank you. Here we go. Number one, you're going to tell your manager you have a dentist appointment this week. They're, it's on Friday. Yeah. Then they're not going to ask any questions. Oh, when is it? Great. Tell them it's 11 a.m. It's an hour away. You need to leave at 10. Great. Sort that out. This is, this is line number one. I'm just going to call it out to you. You have a dentist appointment. Okay. Amazing. The second lie, and this is the only other lie you're going to have to tell, is you haven't been in a while. That opens up the variable nature of this, nice. of this thing. Like, nice. you don't know what you're walking into. Could be good, could be bad. You're going to find out. The thing I'll say in here about the time you've told us your, your interview is about an hour away. Yeah, and an hour is not ridiculous because, like, even for a dentist appointment in New York, if you need to go anywhere, it takes an hour. Right, even if it's, like, what, kids around the block. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's going to take me an hour. So, pad the time. You need to allow for traffic. You need to put another 15 minutes in there just to like get yourself sorted, right? You need to put another 10 minutes in there just to like communicate with your manager because there's going to be some texting that's going on, okay? You need to pad your time. When you arrive at your interview, you text your manager, hey, through the cleaning, they found something. I'm going to be a while. Maybe this is lie 2.5. Now they know not to expect you until they hear from you again. Perfect. Right? Go into the interview. Do the interview. Do the thing. It's incredible. When you're done with the interview... You text your manager, hey, guess what? I'm out. I'm done with the thing. I'm coming out of the numbing agent, though, so it's going it's gonna to take me a minute to, like, get back to the office. <laughs> yeah. Right? She has to go get some popsicles on the way home. Uh-huh, exactly. I came out of a dental situation once, and I, my dad, my dad fed me chocolate custard, and I had it all over my oh, mouth. Oh, baby. <laughs> and we're, like, going shopping. He's like, you're going to want to clean up your face. I couldn't feel it. And I was like, oh, oh, my God. You have done the whole thing. Grocery thing. Thanks, I Dad. I was doing great. It was Aww. so funny. Oh, sweet. So he was like, yeah, he was like, you should clean up before going. I was like, no. <laughs> then at that point, you're free and clear. Once you get back to the office, you've set up the fact that you were gone for a while, you were under a numbing agent, and the numbness has worn off. So no one's expecting you to be any different than when you left. 
And if there's any questions about what had what you had done, first of all, you're doing something with a fetish. So just say no to them. LOL. And I was like, yeah, they found something, fixed it. I'm like, it hurt like hell, but I'm glad it's over. Done. You're out. I cannot tell you how many times it's been this. The best part was <laughs> once I was in a situation where I was like beginning to interview with a company and I started down this dental path and then I was like realizing it was going really well with these interviewers, but I wasn't sure about what the benefits looked like on the other side. And I was like, oh, I should probably take advantage of my dental plan while I have it. So I, then I booked a bunch of dentist appointments, actual dentist appointments. <laughs> so my interviews ended up in dental appointments. So like, as I kept having more of them, my manager did get curious. Like, what are you having done? And then by that point I had a story that was legitimate. <laughs> <laughs> you made a, not a liar out of yourself. <laughs> it was a self-fulfilling prophecy at that point. <laughs> so Leah, that's, that's how you book a dentist appointment. That's what I mean. When I say the answer to your question is, quote unquote, book a dentist appointment. That's what I'm talking about. Vanessa has just graciously walked us through (laughs) everything you might need to tell your manager at every point during your quote unquote dentist appointment. This sounds like a lot. It can be. I mean, I've interviewed a lot, so I have perfected this method. Um, I feel like you kind of enjoy it. I super do. I like, you know, <laughs> just like a little, a little spy <laughs> moment over here. I really ought to have worked with three letter agents. Espionage, point, yeah. You know? But I understand it is a lot. There are a couple other options for you. Here's my favorite. <laughs> uh huh. Just take a half personal day. Yeah. So you, you can flip it and you can start with like, hey, manager, I'd like to take a day tomorrow. Okay. Anything I need to know about? No, I'm good. Okay, great. Absolutely. Or if they keep pressing, guess what? I have a dentist appointment. Oh, carry on then. <laughs> Insert the dentist <laughs> appointment narrative here. But if you've taken the day, you don't need all those other steps. Nice. Yeah, that's for it. sure. You for sure. I mean? Like, yeah, I think that's honestly the cleanest way to do it. That's probably what I would do. Absolutely. And I love the way we talked about it in episode 62, sick days, sad days, salon days. Oh my. Where we give you the line, I'm going to take the day. Yeah. Because it's just it's not even any other business that you're going to a dentist appointment or not. So I like that too. I like that approach a lot. The last thing I'll tell you, Leah is whatever route you decide to take, do it confidently. Okay. Back in high school. Oh my God. I can't believe we're going here. Our high school was like a fairly open plan high school, but like in the morning, there was this rule that you couldn't go like into the hallways where all the classrooms were. You kind of had to stay corralled in the open common area cafeteria kind of space until like, I think it was like five minutes before the bell. Okay. And I was above that, frankly. So I would say nine times out of 10, I like got myself into the hallway before I was supposed to. And there's like a hall monitor standing there. Right. Never was asked for a hall pass, a reason, an excuse, a meeting. Like, because you could. There were students kind of like milling around because they had meetings with teachers or had club meetings or whatever. But in every instance, you're supposed to have a hall pass. Yes, they're allowed in at 730 or something like that, right? Never. Like, not even once did I have that. (laughs) Why does this not surprise me? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But my friend Lisa, she was like more neurotic than I was. (laughs) She was more like you where she's just like, I yeah. need everything in its place. Right. She she wanted this like this like time where there's no chaos around her to like organize her locker, put her books in, put them in order of the time that she, <laughs> all all the shit, right? Oh, I She's get like, it. need to have the little bags and the spot and the thing and the you, you got it. I do. Packing cube people, you people. Okay. She was one of those. <laughs> and so I told her I was like, why don't you just like come into the hallway before and like get your shit together before they let the masses in? Mm. And she just could never manage to do it. 
And I finally like was, I finally was like, listen, I'm coming with you. Today. Like <laughs> I have already gotten past the hall monitor. I'm going to come back out and come with you. See what's going on. Yeah. Here. And like, no joke. We're walking in the hallway together. The hall monitor looks at her suspiciously ignores me. It's like, I have a fucking invisibility cloak on. Like I just, and, and it came down to like, when Lisa carries herself, she is like radiating anxiety <laughs> and the energy of like, I don't belong here. And I'm like, it's the goddamn high school like hallway, hallway yeah. like 20 minutes before you're supposed to be there. Right. Like no one cares other than it makes great content. Like literally 20 years later. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so that's all I'm saying. Leah is like, just be aware of how you're carrying yourself. You can get away with a lot. If you just walk confidently in the direction that you're going, even if you don't know the exact direction you're going, just do it forcefully and purposely. And you'll get away with, well, I won't say murder, but pretty damn close. That's a lot. Welcome to my, the dark side, frankly, where I live. It's just a game for Vanessa. It really, truly is like challenge accepted. Right. Either way you choose to go about this, just know as long as you do it confidently. <laughs> I hold no judgment. There's no right or wrong way to do this, yeah. but I want you to get this interview. We really want you to get this interview. You need this interview. Yeah. And you know, let us know when it happens. And really, truly, if you found a different method, <laughs> let us know better dm me i need that i need that dm slide real bad because i want to know exactly which numbing agent was used <laughs> in this faux dentist appointment quote unquote <laughs> exactly it was called starbucks but thanks for playing <laughs> got a question for ask your work wife record your question and email the recording to help at askyourworkwife.com Include your name, your city if you want, and whatever context might be useful for us to know. And don't forget to start with, hey, workwives. How to get away with dot, dot, dot. Murder? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that actually works because the moral relativism example we use is murder. <gasps> Wait, it. I gotta write the title down. <laughs> Hang on. How are we gonna visually represent this title? Red isn't our brand colors, is what I'm saying. <laughs> we, we're not having blood in the episode cover. I've been watching draw the too line much somewhere. Is that what you're telling me? Is that a plug for another pod, Vanessa? I didn't <laughs> no. know we were doing that. Of course not. Never. That's off brand for us. <laughs>